Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years, and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. The Go Radio Football Show with The Taxi Centre. Listen anytime, wherever you get your podcasts. Call now and voice your opinion. 0808-1717-700. Well, the title race continues tonight. The defending champions, league leaders Rangers, up against the bottom club, St. Johnson, who would have seen that after the double cup success of earlier in 2021. Challengers and second top Celtic are in the Highlands at Dingwall to play the second bottom club, Ross County. And Hebs will hear from David Gray. He will be in the dugout on Sunday for the cup final but it still looks as though Sean Maloney Gary Caldwell will be the new management team at Hibs and a devastated Sergio Aguero announces early retirement just 33 years old at the new camp today because of an irregular heartbeat so there was Xabi his manager his former boss Pep Guardiola an emotional scene there and with us Davy Proven we're delighted to welcome to the programme in our shift a great Scottish striker yeah Kenny Miller and um, off air Paul we were just talking there I, I was at Dense Park the night this young man announced himself to the Scottish football public came on as sub 3-3 at Dense Park Dundee against Hibs and he smashed one into the top corner to win the game for Hibs and Everybody walked out the ground that night thinking, who's Kenny Miller? Well, we know now. <laughs> Kenny, great to hear you and see you in the goal football show. You remember that goal? I do yeah. remember it well. It was a uh, start, I think it was the second second game of the season. Eh? The, our season back up in the Premier League under Alex McLeish at Hibs and it was uh, yeah it was an incredible game I mean we signed some brilliant players that you had Frank Sozzi who scored on that night Dirk Lehmann had just came to the club as well Russell Lappy would be pulling yeah. the strings and I came on as a young whippersnapper and managed to get a lucky <laughs> a lucky turn and hit and it flew into the corner yep so good game 4-3 brilliant result it was a good game that whippersnapper had some career up to the age of 40 wasn't it you only retired yep. last year how many goals in total? Did you I have, think I'm yeah. 286, I think, club and country. No, no better night to have you here when, you know, we'll be talking about Sergio Aguero. What a player. We're looking at some of the stats, weren't we, just before uh, we came on air at uh, Man City. How many appearances did we say? Uh, 390 games, 260 goals. Incredible. In the modern era. Absolutely yeah. incredible. I mean, these, these kind of numbers all, all stand up against anybody in the game. Uh, a phenomenal player loved the way he played again even the, the way he kind of adapted his game as well yeah. when Pep came in because Pep told him he needs to do more he needs to do more for the team and again but his goal scoring ratio never suffered for that wonderful football player devastated to hear that news today Argentina 101 games 41 goals Davey yeah. uh, the numbers are, are incredible and you know since Manchester City were, were bought over um you know, they've signed so many great players, Yaya Turi, Silva, De Bruyne. Um, I, I think Aguero's the top. I think he's the top man. Uh, Colin Bell is revered down there. He, yeah. he, is, he is the legend at Manchester City. There's a, a stand name, named after Colin Bell. 
But I, I think Aguero's right up there with him. I, I think the Man City fans, if you're to put it to a vote, I think Aguero might just get the top man. Kenny, did you ever play against him? Did you just uh, miss him maybe? I, or, I, I yeah. think maybe come across yeah. him at some point in the, in the Premier League. Uh, we did play Man City in a friendly as well. I don't know if he was mm. there at that point. But, you know, like like Davey says, I think if because of what's been achieved under the new ownership mm. at Man City over the last 10 or so years, it's... Uh, he would be right up there with, with Man City's greatest, you know. His goal scoring, like Davey says, there, it'll stand up against anybody. Whether it be club goals, country goals, whatever it is, his goal scoring was phenomenal, but just a wonderful football player. Great word, whippersnapper. That's the first time we've heard it this season on the programme. Right, when he was a kid at Independiente, 56 games, 23 goals. Then he went to Atletico, 234 games, 102 goals. I mean, it's just phenomenal, isn't it? He won everything in in the game, and maybe his biggest ever goal, Davy. You'll never forget it. I would think so. Yeah, the the day they won the league in the most dramatic circumstances, Manchester United had already won it. Sunderland thought they were champions. City two one down, getting it stoppage time, four minutes stoppage time. Jeco uh, scores with a header to make it two two, and even then everybody thought it was impossible. And then Balotelli plays him in, and he scores the most remarkable goal I've ever seen. Certainly the most dramatic conclusion to a, a title race I've ever seen. And arguably the moment they made Martin Tyler as well. Indeed. Aguero! What a guy. What do you reckon? Who's your all-time favourite striker? I'm going to ask Davy Proven. I'm going to ask Kenny Miller as well. And Kenny, I know you're the, the favourite striker of many Rangers fans. Some Celtic fans too for your couple of years there. Not sure at about that ball, you well, Yeah, you know, is that right? Has that been forgotten? <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. sure we talk about everything in this programme yeah. though because, yeah, uh, yeah we've got some reactions, some Celtic fans with you come on they felt that you left too soon you were let go too soon by you had another offer at Derby but uh, we'll maybe talk about that during yep. the programme but the serious business the title race is it going to go all the way there's four points in it Rangers at home tonight many people in the cars heading for Rangers There's the game tonight is fine there's a worry about the Dundee United squad because mm. of Covid Davy. so look we'll check it in the next few days but uh, Covid's everywhere we heard it in the news there we just hope that people stay safe and that life can continue yeah, it, it is a worry though, Paul. By all yep. accounts, this variant is more infectious and we just hope that it doesn't have the same effect on the game that it had uh, last year. Um, the, the, the game is back on its feet now. We've got a proper title race on the go and the last thing we need is, uh, you know, you know, numbers and mm. grounds being curtailed and, you know, games being cancelled. We just don't need that at all. I thought that's why everybody got vaccinated, but I've just thrown that out there. But, you know, we'll, we'll stay away from that topic. No, we'll, we'll, I, think uh, I think you're right, though, Kenny. Yeah, right. uh, yep. You know, yep. I, nobody wants to see grounds yep. with no fans in it. You sure. know, that, that's it. I mean, it was, see, when you speak to players and managers after what was going on last season to coming back into this season, it was, it's uh, it night and day. It's a different game. You know, a completely different game. The pressure of the fans, mm -hmm. the, the energy that fans can bring. So nobody wants to see that. So, uh, I mean, there has been a few games, obviously, down south as I've been, yeah. I've been, mm -hmm. been cancelled in the last week or so. So we don't want to see it, but like you say, everybody needs to be safe. Here in Scotland tonight, what's going to happen? Rangers against St. Johnson. If you're on the way to the game, you could give us a call 0808 17 17 700 and Ross County against Celtic. Both games 7.45 tonight. So just four points in it. And last night, Hibs winning. Second win in 11 games. And they're only two points off the fourth spot. We can't look back all over the place. We're going to hear from David Gray. And we're going to hear also from Paul Hanlon. They're in media duty today ahead of the cup final on Sunday. And they'll be speaking about Jack Ross. What do you think about that? First of all, what about Sean Maloney? What do you reckon? Um, it looks as though it's going to happen. Just final details. Yeah, I think it, I think it will happen. Uh, I think it's a brilliant appointment. I really do. I think it's a, 
a forward thinking appro- appointment. It's an appointment I really like to see in our game. You know, it's no disrespect to anybody who goes for jobs or or, or got jobs. I just think that. I like to see this type of appointment in Scottish football now. It's not the same old face that keep popping up. There is a there is younger, hungry coaches that I feel deserve their opportunity. Look what's happened at Dundee United. Look what's happened at Aberdeen as well. Sean's another appointment that probably falls into that bracket. By the way, despite having an incredible education and uh, insight into how to coach and how to manage over the last few years with Roberto Martinez. Again, he worked under Roberto as a player at Wigan. But now working with that group of players and seeing how you you get the response and make these guys better. How do you make these guys better? Well, Roberto, I'm sure, does that, and it's been a brilliant, brilliant education over the last few years at Sean had. So really excited to see how he how he gets on with obviously big Gary as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a bit of a left field appointment, but I, I think it's a, a terrific appointment mm-hmm. from him. So he was a hugely intelligent player on the pitch, and anyone who has come across him, and I've been fortunate enough to to come across him through media work. Uh, he's hugely intelligent boy off the pitch as well and you know Kenny's just talked about the most astonishing apprenticeship he's had coaching you know the likes of Lukaku and De Bruyne and Hazard and these guys it'll be so interesting to see the impact he has at Hibs some class acts uh, in Scotland aren't there there's GVB at uh, Rangers a new approach after Stephen Gerrard another class act as well it's great for the game Stephen Gerrard brought so much attention to Scotland just after the Brendan Rodgers years as well you know you know the Sky Cameras the BT they all want to be looking at Scottish football um, a few changes GVB uh, Ange Postacoglu most of us didn't know him you may have known him because when you came on the programme last year on the phone you were in Australia was he on your radar Kenny? No, I, listen we knew about him yep. uh, obviously he's had a really successful time mm. in Australia and obviously in Japan as well he had the national team set up as well he had been involved in that for youth ages through to the uh, through yep. to the uh, to the A squad which I think uh, he made a mark by walking away just before they got to the World Cup I think it was so he's obviously had good success as a coach yeah. so it's great to see these these, these these guys get opportunities in Scotland. You know, for me, know Sean really, really well. Younger, younger guy who's I've played with a, both club and country mm-hmm. for. It's great to see these types of people get opportunities. Good player, quite quiet though, isn't he? He has been, but I guess there's always a, a quiet assurance of him. It's, that's what I observed of if I ever interviewed him or met him. Um, a, a new breed of manager. He's a thinker, you yep. know. He's, he's that way. I mean, he is obsessed with football. You know, quietly he? obsessed. Yeah, yeah he's, he's one of these guys that is. He does think about the game, and I know, like, he's on the pro license with me as well at the yep. moment, and we do speak a lot. He's. Uh, I feel he's, or I feel, I think he feels he's ready. Uh, this, by the way make no mistake about it as well it's a wonderful opportunity to go on at Hibs with a group of players who have probably I'm going to say underperforming based on the results but when you watch them some of their performances have actually been pretty good you know they've maybe just not been getting the results they deserved so it's a good opportunity to go on with these group of players and put his stamp on them and I'm sure he will do The man across from you Davy Province said on this station three weeks ago just after they battered Rangers and they did didn't they in yeah. the, the Premier Sports semi-final and Davy said they'll go up to Dingwall and they'll lose that's the thing about it they're, they're a big club are they a big club? Oh a huge uh, club yeah. in, our, in our game they're a huge club and now I think in the last few years what they've put together that the stadium there is a wonderful stadium to play and it always was mm. but now it's a modern day stadium it looks looks the part they've got the training ground the facilities are there the infrastructure is there for Sean and Gary to go in there and, and be successful it'll be up to them to then go and get the response for the players and get more out of them it, it's been a graveyard though for a lot of managers Easter Road and that's one of the great mysteries for me. You know, generations of Hibs players, you know, going back to the, the great generation, Scott Brown and Kevin Thompson, all these boys, mm. they brought so many terrific players through including Kenny himself. 
but they, they for some reason they can't put it together. I don't know how many Hibs, mm-hmm. I don't know how many managers Hibs have had in the last decade, but I'm guessing it'd be a dozen, it'd be a dozen anyway. It depends what it depends what you define as success, though, David, doesn't it? Because you look at Jack, he got third last year. I think if you're being yeah. realistic as a Hearts or a Hibs or an Aberdeen, even a Dundee United, you third have to is, get a, absolutely. You know I mean? But Obviously, they fell down in the cups. Like, there's no, there's no get away for that. They fell down in both cup competitions when Rangers and Celtic were out of them. So that was opportunities missed. But it just seems to be football at the moment. There's no clubs that are really one maybe know what they want, how they're going to build it, and why they're going to do it, and actually put somebody in charge that's that's going to give them that platform to like to move the thing forward. You know, I hope that Sean and Gary get the opportunity to do but, that. You know, what, what I mean, Kenny, is yeah. that last season Hibs finished third. It's the first time in 16 years. Yep. Now, a club of Hibs' size and stature, the crowds they get, the training facilities they've got, I mean, it should never have been anywhere near the, the championship in the first place. Yep. You know, far less scrapping under Neil Lennon to win promotion and get back to the big time. Hibs should be top, Hibs should be top, top five every year, surely. Yep. No, they should be, but I think you do, in, in our game, what you get is, you get a, an incredible year for Kilmarnock, you know, who take the third spot, or an incredible year for Motherwell, Motherwell yeah. who then take the third spot, which that's always going to happen in any in any league. But you're right, European spots, Hibs should be challenging for these every year, and that goes for Hearts and Aberdeen as well, by the way, even Dundee United, mm. they've got, we've got big clubs in our country, yeah, they're not the same size, and, and, and we've not got the same uh, resources as the teams down south, but we've got some fantastic clubs with really, really good history in Scotland, you know, and Hibs definitely falls into that category. Yep, Hibs, as we said, two points off that top four position, now in 23 points after the win last night, just a point behind Aberdeen, uh, two points behind Motherwell and Dundee United, and then Hearts on 30. We're going to talk more about that because Kenny's insight there. As w- Where are you from originally? I'm Musselburgh. Yeah, Musselburgh, yeah, yeah, exactly, so I knew Musselburgh the, the boy, Edinburgh yeah. area, the Musselburgh races. Yeah, oh, I've been uh, there many, yeah. many a time, yeah. <laughs> Hamilton Park and all the rest yeah. of it. So, but Kenny Miller with us. If you want to speak to Kenny, 0808 17 17 football show with the Taxi Centre Davy Proven Kenny Miller and Paul Cooney there's so much in the go Burnley um, is off Watford game's off uh, tonight because of Covid outbreaks there so that's not good news at Turf Moor uh, let's hope it doesn't affect us here in Scotland in terms of the games uh, this weekend uh, last night let's hear from uh, Paul Hanlon speaking about the Hibs win actually and obviously we're speaking a bit more about Hibs because they've got a cup final this weekend against one of the big two but a one goal victory last night that big confidence boost just to get back to win our ways again against Dundee we really, really needed that one it's put us two, two points off fourth now so it's, it's um, obviously it probably should be a lot better position but we're, we're still not far away so um, there's definitely something to build on there in the league and then obviously moving to the cup final we're, we're full of confidence now we're getting that that one under our belt getting that winning feeling again and and ready to go for Sunday let's hear from Giovanni Van Bronckhurst he's speaking about tonight's game Rangers against St. Johnson for me there's no difference if you play against a team who will pressure high up or, or defend really deep uh, I think our mentality always has to be same you know with the way we wanted to play of course the difference is, is technically you should do something different which is normal but uh, we prepared the team well enough to also create chances tomorrow against St. Johnson and that's you know what, what what it's all about. Big game tonight. Hard to believe, Davy, isn't it? Top against the bottom club, St. Johnson. Doesn't sound yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't believe it. I mean, Callum Davison was touted for so many jobs this mm-hmm. season, and little wonder given what he achieved last season. Um, and it, you know, it just tells you how crazy this game is. Um, but you know, just very briefly getting back to Jack Ross, we heard Paul Hanlon yep. say mm-hmm. two point two points off fourth place in a cup final 
and Jack Ross is gone. That doesn't make any sense to, to me at all. And, you know, best of luck to Sean Maloney. He's the man now, but mm. Jack Ross must be sitting there shaking his head saying, what happened there? Agreed. What happened? Listen, 100%. Yeah. It's yeah. not even about who's going to go in. It's about what's actually happened. You know, like you say, they've got they've had a backlog of games as well, get games mm. in hand, things obviously last night being the last one of them. And when you look at the league table, and yep, we're talking about what they should be fighting for. By the way, third's not out with their grasp no. as well. No, it's no, it's seven all. points. You know, there's there's so much for there's twenty games to go. There's so much football to be played and points to be won over the next uh, over the next six months that they could still achieve the same as what they had last year. They've got another cup final which they've had last year as well. It's a cup final as well with everything that's going on with injuries and things going on at Celtic and the way they performed the last time they were at Hamden. Yeah, their league form's not been great, but they should, the, the, like the league form wasn't great playing Rangers, you know, and they turned up and performed the way they could that day. So I'm really looking forward to the game on Sunday, I really am. It's uh, a big game, obviously being a cup final, really interesting as well. Will Sean be in the dog? Will he not be in the dog? Mm. I would love to see him and Gary on the touchline. I know it might be a bit too late for that now, but then you throw the Ange factor in as well. He's been in the country five months, he's got an opportunity to win his first bit of silverware. It's a, it's a brilliant game to be looking forward to against two really good teams. Are you going to be there, Kenny? Are you on the well, we're supposed to be on there for yep. the pro license, so I've got an opportunity I can still go, but I might sit in the house with the feet up. <laughs> so let's see. <laughs> what scarf would you be wearing at the, the weekend? Oh, the green and white, anyway. I'll be scarfless. <laughs> I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, listen, you're right. It is the story at the moment is about, uh, you know, Hibs and the new management team probably coming in. I think they've still to sort things out, Davey, and many a slip could be at the end, but it, yeah. it looks as though they're going to be there, but they're not going to be in the dugout it's going to be David Gray at the weekend so is he going to do a GVB and uh, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't get that you're not having I, I, that I, well I mean if, if he, he's the manager of Hibs yep. do you know I think he would have a terrific impact Sean Maloney mm. if he goes straight into the dressing room yep. maybe a day in the training ground and in, in the dressing room before the game the new manager everybody wanting to impress the new manager I mean if I'm Ron Gordon he's, he's in charge at Hamden It'd be a great chat, wouldn't it? Well, this is what I did with De Bruyne and stuff like that, and you're telling the you know the players yeah. there. And, I don't know uh, if that'll fly right no. enough. <laughs> <laughs> try to tell uh, try to tell lads to do what Eden Hazard, <laughs> Lukaku, and Kevin De Bruyne do. I'm not sure that'll that'll work. But uh, you can definitely take the same principles, the same approach, uh, and and still try and carry out the same mission. I think listen, you'll see some really interesting things going on at Hibs over the next over the next few months and uh, when Sean and Gary get in there and get their hands on them again, if it does go through, which mm. I, I really hope it does. Uh, yeah, I'm really excited to see how they how they take Hibs forward. I want to find out what uh, Kenny's going to do as well because I think you'd like to get back into management. This management coaching, I've, I've really since I've came back, I've really missed it. Missed being out on the grass with the uh, with players and, and working towards something. You know, again, you've got a cup final and that's like David says. I'm I'm disappointed that the lads have not been able to get the chance to go in there because maybe the last few details have not been ironed out or whatever. Because I know the two of them would have loved to have have that opportunity to go there and. And, and pit their wits against a, a really good Celtic team and, and, and win a cup, you know. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking to get back in. I'm sure the, the opportunities will be there soon. Back after this. The Go Radio Football Show with thetaxicentre.com. Your exclusive taxi trade savings are waiting on you. Let's go. Busy night on the roads, especially with the big game. There'll be 50,000 at Ibrox tonight. The Rangers, the champions, four points clear at the top of the table. They're up against St. Johnson, who, of course... Uh, Saw them to the sword last season in the Cup. But what's going to happen tonight? Celtic are up the roads, up at Dingwall. Dingwall in a, a wet, cold Wednesday night, Davey. Uh, yeah. and against the a, against a Ross County side that have turned the corner, Paul. Yeah. This, this is not the ideal time, I think, to get 
Malky Mackay's side. Confidence is high now. Celtic going up there without a recognised striker. It's a tricky one for Celtic. Kenny? Absolutely agree. I think uh, I spoke with, I know Don Cowie really, really well played with McCardiff. Malky took the two us to Cardiff and uh, I spoke to him a few weeks back. I actually spoke to him the day they were travelling to play Dundee at Dundee when they mm. beat them five. Yeah. And he says that before that game it was Kenny, we've been playing pretty well. You know, our results have not really shown uh, how well we have been playing. So they went and won that night. They have had, a, obviously, they had a couple of games called off as well. But I think I agree with, agree with Davey tonight where all the injuries that Celtic have got going up there on this type of night a wet one day night up in Dingwall <laughs> it's not the listen this is where leagues are won and lost sometimes you know when you play these games you have to go there and you have to sometimes put the tin helmet on it and, and just go and find a way to win you know so but uh, Ross County I, I think they're a decent team I've watched them a few times they play some good stuff they've got some dangerous players in, in forward areas so it'll be an interesting night Big Charles Cook has done well recently what about Celtic Are you? how surprised are you that they've got no recognised striker certainly not at the weekend they won't have tonight um, they might have Kyogo back for Sunday um, it seems astonishing it's just you know like sometimes you get these runs of injuries that are that you just can't explain you know I mean the one thing for me that would be a concern when you look at the, the list of injuries is all the front players. You know, I think if you went through their, their start and front three, for me, it would be Jota, Forrest and, and Kyogo. Yep. Well, they're out. If you went through the next three, who would replace any one of them? They're out as well. Yep. You know, so it'd be Jack Amakis, it might be Mikey Johnson, it mm. might be uh, a Jetty, or I think Abada's the only one really that, that's mm. kind of left in, in, in that front seven players that we've just mentioned so it'll be interesting you know but it's, there's something going on there with, with the injuries it is all the front players whether it's and Angie's touched on it the way they want to play the way they train the amount of games that they've got you know you need to find a way to kind of manage your way through these games because that's just the nature of the card if you're in European football and you're in cup finals and you want to be winning and being successful you're going to have to deal with these these types of runs of games over, over particularly the month of December as well but the recruitment as well you know. yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's one of them where like if you were to say Kyogo and Jack Amakis, you would probably still expect them to have somebody else. Obviously, Lee Griffiths has went on loan uh, for, for for the reasons obviously everybody knows. So it's uh, they are they are very short. Even I like, having a younger player there, like there's I don't think there's anybody even there that they could no. maybe throw into it. You no. know, like uh, I think a few years back there, Jack H is in there. It was starting to get involved in the in the lineup, and he did come on and play and he scored as, as well. So you you would maybe even have had that option. And it's been the question: Would you throw a younger player in, or would you rather go with a false type nine, with a Turnbull, with a Rogic, with mm. a, even a Mikey Johnson? But he's now injured as well. So it's uh, it is, it's a, there's something I think they need to address probably in January. Davey, what are you thinking now? You've had a few days to think about it. You predicted three weeks ago. Well, you, no, you didn't predict. You said if they lose Kyogo, then they could the, the title challenge from Celtic yeah. is in trouble. I, well, I, I said it was over if they lost Kyogo long term, yep. and and that's why it was inexplicable for me that he played them in the, the Europa League game. It was a dead rubber. It was meaningless, and Kyogo shouldn't even have, for me shouldn't have been in the bench that night. He should have been sitting up in the stand preparing himself for the next league game. It's all about the league. League's much more important than the Europa League this season for, for Celtic. Um, and they now find themselves, you know, under under the cosh in terms of injuries. The other thing he's got, Paul, he's, he's already talking about bringing two or three in from the, the Japanese league in, in January. And he, he's talking about maybe putting them straight into the, the old firm game. You think? I mean, it, that would be one hell of a risk. So it, 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 you know, it would be... It's one of them, if it, if it works, then you're a genius. If it doesn't, then you're going to absolutely be annihilated. You know, and this is the whole thing with it, with the striker situation, going back to Kyogo being on the, being on the bench on, on Thursday. 
if he's not there, it takes out all the risky. If something happened to the, the player that is playing and you put Kyogo on, they're now facing a cup final as well without potentially, maybe without a, a recognised striker. If they don't win that, then there's going to be a whole new level of questions to be asked probably about this yeah. scenario as yeah. well. Uh, again, going back to that, if, if they do bring three players in January the 1st from, from Japan and, and throw them straight in the old firm game, Listen, what a baptism we fire. Yeah. Is yeah. that first game for Celtic, a Celtic yeah. debut uh, after just probably arriving in the country as well, that you're going to go straight into an old firm game? That would be a real interesting mm. uh, encounter. Mm. I can guess the answer, but you two are pros. What's the big, there's a huge risk with three players. How difficult is it to arrive and play Celtic against Rangers? Well, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I've seen an awful lot of players over the, the years I was at Celtic, an awful lot of players coming in at the club and making their old firm debut. I've seen very few having a good debut. Mm-hmm. And, you know, now and again, there will be a player who makes himself the star of the show in his first Old Firm game. But for the most part, the game goes over their head. They, they don't know what to expect. And that, that's my experience. Mm-hmm. Kenny might have a different experience, mm-hmm. but I think if you were to put two or three new signings into your, the first Old Firm game, I think that would be a needless risk. We've only got two hours in the show, but Kenny, you can tell us about some of your debuts <laughs> in the Old Firm game. So, first yeah. time round at Rangers against yeah. Celtic. It yeah. was 5-1 at Ibrox. Barry Ferguson scored, Tori Flo, Lorenzo, Ronald, and I think Michael got the other one as well. So that was my, I missed the yep. first one of the season. I got injured the day before it. That was 6-2. Celtic, the round, uh, right. Celtic yeah, Park. Yeah. And then You're my, my daft, first one, yeah. I, I read the script. I think I'd read the script that day. But, uh, my debut yeah. was, uh, yeah, it was, a, it was the home one at Ibrox, and we won five one. Yeah, that was my debut there. And old your firm debut. old firm debut for Celtic. Two 0 Two nil. Uh, Celtic you... Park. Yep. Scored my put one through Alan McGregor's legs. A good friend of mine. He never, uh, <laughs> Whatever happened to him? He says it was lucky. He says it was a lucky. Yeah. Shape, it probably was actually yeah. to beat him. Uh, fantastic goalkeeper that he is. But, and then coming back to Rangers in 2008, it was Parkhead again. Celtic Park four mm-hmm. two. Managed to get a brace that day yeah. with an assist for Arthur Boric. Mm-hmm. That day when he dropped it right on my feet, six yards out for goal. So uh, yeah, been uh, fortunate enough in the in the in the debuts. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. It's great to hear about these games, isn't it, David? We always ask, uh, you know, when people join us for the first time, I know you've been on before with Rob uh, recently, and you joined us from Australia last year. Great to have Kenny Miller here in the studio. We'll get a picture, Chris, and get that up as well on the socials. 0808 17 17 700. Um, And there's so much on the go. Dundee United's training was uh, cancelled today because of COVID. One person in the staff, one of the team, we assume, uh, has tested positive and that's why there's a, a doubt at the moment about the game at the weekend but we'll tell you we don't know for sure but uh, it's almost inevitable isn't it and again get jabbed I see that yeah, uh, Callum Davidson's I think operating two different you know dressing rooms um, it's difficult for people as employers you can't really speak about individuals but get jabbed you heard Kenny saying it earlier on Davey and I know you agree yeah I mean I uh... They're talking now in England that if if players have to miss training or games, unvaccinated players, mm. because they're having to quarantine that, they won't pay them. And I think that's the only way that the, the, the clubs really can have an influence on the players. You know, I, I get it's a player's right to say, I don't want this in my body. But by the same token, he must realise he's under contract. He has an obligation to be to, to know, his football club. I, I, I'd be here all night because I completely disagree. Okay. I completely yeah. disagree. What do you feel? I, I, yeah. I just think that it has to be. It's not. It's not a player's right. It's a human being's right to decide what they put in their body. There's so many things going on at the moment. You see athletes, elite athletes, pulling up with issues and what have you. It's 
it's got to be that, again we're talking about our players it's got to be the players decision what they do and if they want to take or not and yeah they're contracted but there'll be nothing in any contract saying that you need to take a medical pre- a procedure to, mm. to get paid or not so I'm in I'm in a completely different boat on that you know if I'm not well, you're Callum Davidson yeah, if, that's what Callum's yeah. saying well if, if that's what Callum's saying then yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm with Callum then it's, it's got to be and it's even the separation of it mm. It doesn't even make any sense, you know. You can still get the, you can still get COVID. You can still transmit it the same way. It's uh, if you've taken it, it protects you. You know, that's that's your choice, and you've chose to take it, and that's absolutely fine. But if you've got other players or other human beings or other people that don't want it, that's got to be their choice as well. Really difficult decisions for for everybody, but we get it is a personal thing. Um, we were speaking a moment ago about Kyogo. Here is AP speaking about his striker. Who knows? I'm not sure. And like I said, he's he's not far off. Um, it just depends. It's a day to day thing. If he's ready to go, we'll play him. You know, if he's not, then we'll look to the following game. But I, I, I'd expect him to be back over. You know, at some point in the next week or so, um, from the way he's improving at the moment. But Again, there's always, you know, with these things, you, you're kind of relying on everything running smoothly and they don't always go that way. If he has a setback, that might put him back a little bit further. So, But he's him and the medical team are working hard and we'll see what happens. And the overall injuries? Yeah, I think we've only got half an hour on this present interview, so I'll try and uh, condense it for you. Um, no one's coming back from ones who are out. James, um, I just saw had a problem the other night, so... Um, we're just still assessing him. He'll be he'll he'll be out tomorrow night. Um, we'll get some more information next couple of days on him. Mikey Johnson, uh, we're not sure about either because he's uh, he pulled up a bit sore after the game. As I said, he wasn't one hundred percent, but we'll just see how he is uh, for tomorrow night. And Davy, this would be Mikey Johnson's chance, wouldn't it? They he's done really well. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he's he's come on. I mean, he's just had such a poor run with injuries. Um, seems to have been season after season. He's never really had a run. This might be his chance. To, to get in the side given the injuries they, they've had because if everyone's fit I don't see Mikey Johnson starting I don't see him getting his chance this might be the chance that, that he needs and certainly when he's come on recently he, he's looked apart particularly playing off the left hand side you know when he can come in and open the target up for himself Kenny Miller how do you rate him? He's been really unfortunate with injuries Mikey has uh, I remember watching him whether it been 2015 or 2016 it was a Glasgow Cup final Davey it was at Hamden and I went along to watch it it was, oh, it was Ranger Celtic and he lit up the show you know he was he was incredible I think he was 16 at the time and you could just see this This he was the star of the show he, he was the, the outstanding player on the field and then it's a few years later I think he makes his debut but he's been one of these players that has just been really unfortunate with injuries mm-hmm. he's had some bad ones and he's this might be his chance and again it's really it's a shame that he's picked up this little niggle because there's no doubt he probably would have been playing in this cup final on Sunday in some role mm-hmm. uh, whether it be through the middle whether it, or, or right or left to be honest with you but yeah real talent real opportunity just hope he can get over these, these issues and, and get to playing football how much is it the high intensity that the the high press that they have? Is it that they can't know, be training much? Well, you know, we... Certainly, the first thing you do is you look at you look at what you're doing in training, and you look obviously look to your sports scientists. They're the guys who are who should come up with the answers here. Why there are so many muscle injuries? Um, you know, they're, they're not getting contact injuries. Most of them are muscle injuries, so they're overloading somewhere. Right? Whether it's whether it's in the intensity of the the, the, the training. And I would argue at the moment that if you're p- playing three games every eight days, you shouldn't be doing an awful lot of training. Kenny, um, would you rather play the three games in a week or, you know, two and train a bit more? Are you a trainer or a player? Listen, I, I love playing, I love training. It's as simple as that. But the nature of the beast is that you are going to have a lot of midweek games when you're playing for big clubs. By the way, you could also be an international player, so you don't even get those breaks as well. So 
you have to just get on with it. Like, it is for it's out, it's incredible the amount of soft tissue injuries that they've got at the moment. And again, like I said, it's probably all their attacking players in these attacking areas. So there's something, and you know, it's no unknown that, that teams and clubs have invested internal investigations into why that they have these scenarios and that they have to be looking at why all these players are getting these injuries because like Davy says this could derail a title bid mm. it could cost a cup final on Sunday because of the players that are not on the field they play like I said you're looking at a starting front three for me it's 100% James Forrest Kyogo and Joa well there's a good chance that they might not be playing is it about the schedule? Here's the manager. We played in Germany midweek or Spain midweek and then had to back up. So it's um, you know, probably longer trips than Dingwall. Although the bus ride will, will feel pretty long, but that's part of being at this football club. And I think since the last international break, we're going to have 13 games, uh, probably more games than anyone else. But that's because we, we made a cup final. I'd rather, much rather be in a cup final and not play. You know, you know, we had European games. I'd much rather be in Europe than not be in Europe. So that's how we need to approach it. The guys have been fantastic. Brilliant, actually, in, in terms of you know not making these excuses, not looking for excuses. And, and our performances over the last sort of three months have been very, very consistent. And, you know, pleasingly, the re- results have followed as well. Busy, busy times. And we're kind of touching as well. I haven't seen you for a few days. So what about the European draw? Uh, Celtic against the Norwegians and Rangers against Borussia Dortmund. That's a, what can you say? Fantastic. It's a a brilliant draw. I mean, again, if you're looking at the teams that they could have faced, like there was no easy tie. Like there's there's never going to be an easy tie. There's maybe an easier tie than what they've been facing Borussia Dortmund. But it'll be, you know, now you can look at it, it can be a game to look forward to. It can be, uh, I'm sure there'll be a 50,000 eyebrows wanting to turn up and see their team go at it against one of the best teams in Europe with one of the superstars of world football probably on show as well so it'll be a brilliant night you know and I think with these types of nights as well they are special nights and I think it's because that the expectation doesn't necessarily know you don't go into it not expecting to win or get something for a game but it's not like your domestic games where there is an absolute demand and a pressure on you that you must win and if you don't it's a disaster that's why I think there's a different kind of atmosphere to European nights at both both at Celtic and Rangers Davey it's a great draw um, you know with the best will in the world Rangers are not going to win the Europa League there are better clubs better players um, so I, I think at this stage Rangers want a glamour draw and they've got it um, because Dortmund are a, basically a Champions League club and, you know, I, I think this is just a, a, a terrific draw. It's a show business draw. And, you know, one that the, the Rangers will not be expected to win. They won't be under any pressure. They, can't, they can go and have a real go. And you never know. You never know what can happen. And what about the whippersnapper? 21 years old, Elling Haller. Amazing player. We are talking about Aguero earlier on. He's, well, you know, you can't say who knows what happens to players with injuries and everything. But if he stays injury-free, what kind of career is Haaland going to have? Well, we've just went through one of the best that's played in Sergio Aguero and yeah. went through his numbers. Erlen Haaland will be well on course to smash these types of numbers. He's putting up the types of numbers that Messi and Ronaldo are putting up. You know, so he's an uh, absolute phenomenon. You know, like I think it was just a few years back when they timed his run box to box to get on the end of it and the pace that he's got the power obviously he's a big big boy as well right foot left foot headers he's, he's, he's got everything you know so I'll be I cannot wait to see him come and I might even make the trip to watch that game live so I can just <laughs> I can put him on player cam and the Rangers fans will be he's not going to move in January is he anyway so he's not going to leave uh, Dortmund before the game because you know it would give Rangers more of a chance if he wasn't but he'll still be there won't he after the, uh, yeah, you, the transfer you, you, listen the Rangers yeah. supporters will be hoping he's, yeah, he's playing exactly. Paul you yeah. know you want to see the very best 
And you know, Rangers, you know, have had some great results in the Europa League under Steven Gerrard. They've beaten Porto, they've beaten Feyenoord. Mm. Dortmund, I think, are a step up from that, you know, in terms of glamour. And I think the Rangers supporters would want Dortmund to be at full strength and just see how much progress Rangers are making under uh, Gio Van Bronckhorst. That would be it for me. It's yeah. an absolute test. You know, you look yeah. at now, now they've got the glamour tie, a tie that you've rightly said, David, that they'll probably not be expected to win. Uh, they'll be expected to go and give a really good account yeah. of themselves. Mm. And if they go and they play the way Giovanni wants them to play and, they, and Alan McGregor again has one of his special nights in Europe, then you, you just never know, particularly at Ibrox, you know, particularly at the home tie, you just never know. But it's an opportunity to go, you know what, Let, let's go and have a go. Let's try and play the way that we want to play. You know, let's get after them in a way that, that we can and let's test ourselves against the absolute best. So much coming up. This time last night, we had uh, John Hartson singing he sang Flower of Scotland on the programme. <laughs> We're not quite sure how we got to that, but Kenny Miller, is, is, is part of the, is the right of passage? I'm not going to sing the Welsh anthem, no, no, that's for no. sure. You can choose, is it a Christmas carol or one yeah. of your favourite songs? Yeah, well, maybe we can... My favourite, favourite. I'm, I'm not bad at a Wonderwall on the karaoke. All so right, OK. Uh, but I, I don't know if we'll get that tonight, Paul. But we'll see. Yeah. The Go Radio Football Show with thetaxicentre.com. Don't miss out on huge savings on your new taxi. Available exclusively to the taxi trade. Go Radio Football Show it's Wednesday night midweek uh, tonight Rangers up against St Johnson Celtic at Dingwall against Ross County more games going off at the weekend down south uh, Preston North End the game is off it's another Covid outbreak Burnley Watford tonight is off and Dundee United abandoned training today there was a Covid outbreak uh, one case identified and we'll watch to see what happens with the upcoming game with Rangers but no problems for tonight with us we've got Davy Proven the former Celtic and Scotland and Kilmarnock star and Kenny Miller. Have we got enough time for the clubs, Kenny? Will we have a go here? We've yeah, been through right. this so many times. Right. We've okay, enough we'll time for that. that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but obviously the former Rangers star and uh, well, Hebs, Celtic, Derby County, Wolves. We're uh, having a go then, Keep yeah. going. Stenish me up. Stenish me up. Was that on loan? Really? Yes, yeah. it was. I. As, a, as, as, a young young as a young kid, yeah. yeah, right. yeah. Wow. Yeah, we're not going that one. Vancouver Whitecaps. That's right, the Whitecaps. Great city, isn't it? Vancouver. Amazing city. Yep, so, uh, no, and uh, Dundee and Partick. Of course, yep. When you gave up, what what, what made you decide? Was there an injury right at the end? It was opportunity. It was just opportunity to go to Australian coach. Mm -hmm. You know, otherwise I would still be playing now. Mm -hmm. Because you look as fit as a fiddle. uh, That that was literally, I did say it would would probably be opportunity Mm -hmm. that that would lead me to retire because I wanted to keep playing it does get harder see when you get older and yeah. I don't mean physically because again I trained hard I trained every day it's when you get to an age nobody's going to sign you so you need you need to have a mate that's probably going to sign you so for me it was Neil McCann signed me to Dundee mm-hmm. uh, Gary Caldwell signed me to Partick Thistle you know so both la- I've got them sacked both of them the last like, five <laughs> games <laughs> and the two of them are out the door yeah. but at that point you're, you start to I think there's managers maybe look at you and think okay you, you do a lot of talking about being a coach or a manager and they start to think oh well what's what's going on here when you're I mean I was 40 when I finished yeah. you know so it was uh, astonishing for a striker astonishing yeah. for a striker you know, I was really lucky David really lucky with injuries and things only really had my my, my broken collarbone double hernia which is standard these days and a few muscle injuries as well it was uh, I was really really fortunate with injuries no ankles or knees or things like that so yeah pretty fortunate Let's take a call. A Rangers fan is on. Goshi's on the line from Lark Hall. Good evening. Hi, mate. How you doing? Uh, good, thanks. How are you? Aye, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. And it's Goshi, yeah? Aye, well, God, I'm, I'm usually known as Gordon, but I think he's been up for a minute. 
All I, right. I, okay. I've been on a few times. Ah, it's Gordon, right? Gordon, uh, yep. Goshi's my nickname. Chris likes the nicknames. Gordon, Goshi, what's in your mind uh, for tonight? You thinking about Rangers and Johnson? I know. I'm just, I'm quite looking forward to it. Obviously, um, I was on just a four zero less, and I'd choose about how, how I really didn't want him to leave. I'd have been gutted, and I was kind of worried. Obviously, uh, kind of this is the season we we really need to win the league in terms of the Champions League money and stuff. So I, I was a wee bit worried, and then when he left, I think everybody was a bit downhearted, and there was a bit of bitterness in that there, but. I think for, I, I think it's maybe what we were needing for uh, Van Bronckhorst has come in. We've really seemed to have a new freshness about us and there seems to be a lot more unity in that. I, I think we seem to be playing as a team again. Just before Gerard left, they were saying that there just seemed to be kind of rumblings in the dressing room. We didn't have, everything seemed a bit discontent. It didn't seem as if we were playing for each other the way we used to. And it's just now it just seems a, we seem a lot stronger as a unit. And that's what got us through last season was how strong we were as a team. Um, and that scene is putting together all the performances that we did. And obviously it was um, quite a unique season. I don't think that'll be repeated for quite a while, right enough. But um, I, I can see us cutting on and getting better and better. And as I said, it was getting a wee bit stale under Gerard. And, that, and that's not to take away the, the work that... Gerard and Michael Beale and that done they done absolutely brilliant for us and as I said I was gutted when he left but no I'm excited and hearing Van Bronckhorst as well talking about um, his transfer uh, transfer window targets mm-hmm. and stuff and what he'd like to do I think we've seen his new style of play and the, um, how he likes to come out firing out the tracks and that it'll be interesting to see who he brings in and having his own players and even who goes, who he doesn't fancy, he might not fancy some of the players and that, but um, it's just like having a new signing with Morelos and that as well. He's came out back to his old self, he's seen him at full-time in Pinkass on uh, Sunday, was it? I, um, he, he just seemed really hyped and excited about the win and we've not seen that from Morelos for a wee while, so I'm mm. just I'm looking forward to seeing okay. how we go and hopefully the, the nine points at the next three home games and that will set us up well getting into a really tough January. Okay, quite a few things in there. That there is this narrative now that you know under Stephen Gerrard, if Stephen Gerrard was here, he would say, "Yeah, well, it was four points in it, was it, when I left and you were in a cup semi final?" So the four points are still there. Kenny, what's your view on it? There's a few things there that Gordon put yep. about Rangers. The Rangers fans do seem happy, and and uh, you know the club will be delighted. What, what what do you what's your take on it? Listen, they should be happy, and I think I absolutely agree we'll, we'll call him Gordon yeah. we'll absolutely agree with Gordon that when Stephen did leave there was a lot of uncertainty mm. surrounding because of the job that had been done the league title had just been won uh, you're four months into the new season you're sitting top of the league you've got a semi-final you're through in the Europa League to the next stages everything was going well yes the performances were not as eye-catching as what they had been last year and I think there had been a few players whose performances were not at the same levels as they were last year or even the year before but they were still getting the job done, you know, and I think since Giovanni's came in though, you've seen the, the, the subtle changes, I think, and again, now it does look like it's been a really, really good appointment. Uh, he's, he's, for me, when before Giovanni got the job, I think I'd said that it needs to come on and, and it'd be crazy to not carry on the work that's been done and rip the playbook up because the, the players are, they're very good group of players. We've, we've seen that. Yes, they were underperforming, but it would be crazy to rip the playbook. It was about coming in maintaining that, that that those levels but then moving it forward any any manager needs to come in and make improvements and so far I, I think he has I think there is a little more a bit more energy for the team 
uh, and that comes from that comes from coaches and managers putting uh, demands on the players. There is tweaks to to the system. It's a very similar system, but as Davy will tell you, you can play four three threes, three five twos, four four twos, a number of different ways. These are just numbers that were thrown out here, but you can play them in different ways. And Giovanni plays at a different way to what Stephen does, and I think you see with the likes of Aribo, who has been really consistent this year for me, to be honest. I think he's went up a bit as well. Scotty Arfield, I really like him in these, these attacking midfield positions as well. And now you see us seeing wingers with paint on their boots rather than being tucked inside. So that's the difference. And that's playing an old school winger type position. And that's big differences that Giovanni's brought. Uh, and what is it? Five wins and one draw. And the draw being an away game against a very good Lyon team in France. So why, no, why, why should the Rangers fans not be happy? Davey, what do you see? I think they're better to watch for a start probably because they've got more natural wood um, he's flicked a switch with Ryan Kent um, there must have been serious worries about Ryan Kent's form it wasn't just you know a blip he was having an extended run of poor form now I, I said last season Ryan Kent was the most important player at the club and then I started to look a bit silly because he was playing so poorly he's back now looking to more like himself because he's been asked to do what he's best at take full backs on if you give uh, Borna Barisic the ball or Ryan Kent the ball and tell both of them to run at a fullback, the wise money would be on Kent going by the fullback a lot easier than, than Barisic. Um, so natural word for me is a no-brainer. I think Van Bron Bronckhurst has made just a common sense switch. Um, I think there are one or two worries. I think Conor Goldson's form will still be a worry. Uh, again, caught under a long diagonal at Tynecastle as he was at Livingston. Um, I don't know whether he has a long-term future at the club. That still has to be resolved, his contract situation. And it'll be very in interesting to see how much headroom Van Bronckhorst has in the window, whether there's money there for him to, to bring in one or two players. I don't think he would have taken the job unless he was given some guarantees that he, he could put his mark in the squad. He's obviously out today saying Aribo and Kent, 18 months left on their contracts, but he, he wants them for a long time you play really well uh, of course you have interest in in your players you know i want to my my players perform really well you know when they perform really well with a club like rangers interest will come but uh, of course we will look into the the contracts as well as i said uh, before i think they're true important part of the team you know i think i'm very positive about them I think the club is also positive about uh, the players. Eventually, when you're both happy, you can uh, you can sign a new deal. But we have to see in the coming months uh, how we progress with them. Gordon, Goshi, what's your prediction tonight up against the Johnson? I just hope um, we continue on our form. I, I, I think I think we'll get I think we'll get a victory. Um, how comfortable it will be, I don't know because St Johnson were a bit slippery with us last year. Obviously, their form's not quite the same. They're sitting at the bottom of the league and stuff like that. However, um, I think the players are full of confidence now. They, they seem they seem happy. They seem to be enjoying playing under Joe. That wee bit more freedom, maybe uh, playing the way they want to. David says about uh, Ryan Kent. Um, I don't know if any of you seen the kind of video of the, the first training session and it was uh, Roy McKay had said to him keep the tricks for the circus talking about when Kent was doing his wee flicks and tricks in the training games and that and I think he's maybe just kind of simplified his game a bit and just helped him just make sure you beat your man get into the box and I'm, I'm just looking forward to uh, the game hoping we can attack and get a, a few goals in take three points 
Cheers, Goshi. Where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years, and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees. They even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only. The Go Radio Football Show with The Taxi Centre. Visit their showroom in Darnley, Glasgow to test drive your new taxi. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show with The Taxi Centre. We're with Davy Proven, Kenny Miller, Paul Cooney and we're taking your calls 08 08 17 17 700. Thanks for making the switch every night from five, remember, the Go Radio Football Show. And it should be a big night tonight. Rangers up against St. Johnson. Celtic up at Dingwall. Ross County against Celtic and just looking from last night Hibs winning against Dundee and in the countdown to Sunday's cup final Celtic against Hibs first silverware of the season how important is that Davey to to get a cup in December well I mean I think it would be a huge bonus for Ange Postacoglu obviously it would be huge for Hibs as well but for Postacoglu to come in to the shambles that he inherited and you know to, to win a cup this early uh, would take so much uh, of the pressure of them. It would give the whole club a lift going forward. And I still say the league is much more important. Um, huge for both clubs, but um, for Postacoglu in particular, I think. It's a trophy that you've won. You won the League yeah, Cup. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, I suppose, of the three, it's the lesser of the three. But Kenny, I'll tell you, as an old firm player, you, you want to get the, the first bit of silverware. It takes a wee bit of pressure off you because you don't want to end up empty-handed at any stage. Kenny, how many times did you win it, the League Cup? Once as well. I think yeah. that was a nine-man nine-man cup final against St Mirren. Yep. Uh, popped up with the winner. So, it's a, you know, David's right. It's, it's a cup. It's an opportunity. At Rangers, Celtic, you need to win everything. You know, so it's as simple as that. So it's an opportunity this weekend for Ange. Five months in the country, rebuilding a club uh, and his squad to go and put silverware on and whether Sean and Gary are in by all accounts they're not going to be now but it's an opportunity for Hibs to, to kind of maybe right the wrongs of last season as well the, the opportunities that were there to win both Cups last year was, was missed definitely opportunities were missed so again I think it's a, I'll be, like I said it right at the start of the show it'll be a wonderful game of football against two, two maybe two really really good teams going at it and we'll be here Sunday afternoon yeah. for the match itself I, we, I just yeah. hope I just hope and I'm, I'm not um I'm sure Ange Postecoglou would disagree with me, but I hope Hibs do themselves justice. They they did that against Rangers. You know, sometimes Edinburgh clubs come to Glasgow and freeze. Yep. Um, Hibs were fabulous in the semi-final, and the hope would be, I think, if Hibs can turn in that kind of performance and Celtic are somewhere near their best, it's going to be a classic, and that's what we want to see. You see, they've returned 500 of the tickets for well, the game. That that biggest belief because I was one of the people saying they should get at least half. I was surprised you said that. Well, I mean, I, I just think half, and I thought Hibs would have sold out, could have sold out half the stadium, mm. no problem. And I think, had they been able to do that, they should get half and half. But, but they this, haven't. this is an embarrassment that they couldn't mm. sell. What was it, 17,500? Yeah, it's a worrying sign oh. when they had how many? 8,000, will we say, uh, at the semi-final. But it was 13,500 13, at their game last night. Yep. Doesn't make sense. Uh, and yet they can't, they can't mm. sell out 22,000 for, for a cup final. I, I don't get it. You don't get many of these days. Here's a Celtic fan on the line. Martin is there. Good evening, Martin. Good evening. How are you doing? Good. Are you off to the match on Sunday? 
Uh, yeah, yeah, we're, uh, we're going through the. Um, unfortunately, I can't get to the game tonight, but um, yep. I'm just going to go and watch it with my mate now. It's a bit of a trip up to Dingwall for. So, what, what's in your mind? We were talking obviously about the injuries, etc., with Celtic. What, what's in your mind ahead of tonight uh, and Sunday? Tonight's massive. Um, yep. every, every game going forward now in the league is imperative that Celtic win. Um, the league for me, especially with the sort of the, the knock-on effect and added impetus with the money for next year, getting into the Champions League. It's uh, imperative that Celtic win the league, but every every game going forward to now until the, the the domestic break is just huge. It's basically a cup final. I know it's a cliched, but it's basically every game now the next seven's a cup final. And um, the difficulty being is that we've got so many injuries. Um, I don't think Kyoko will play tonight. You've got major doubts out wide with Jot and all that sort of stuff. Um, defensively, but domestically, we've been a bit better. We've been stronger. There's a wee bit more sort of a bit more solidified at the back, but. Going forward, it's a big worry for me. Johnson doesn't do enough. You've got young Moffat that could potentially come in. And then you've got the situation where you can maybe bring in um, Montgomery and things like that as well. But uh, it'll be a big test of character. And it's a hard place to go, a wee small pitch. Um, but whatever way it comes, they just need to be able to get a result. I'm not bored if it's the ugliest performance in the world, as long as they get a win. Mm. Um, and then the, the cup final will take care of itself for the weekend. Davey, that is the thing tonight. It is about the result. Yeah, get out of town with the points. It doesn't matter how you do it, um, how ugly the game is. It, it, it's about points and, and making sure that Rangers don't get any further ahead ahead of the, the winter break. The defence, which has been much criticised, uh, they've got the least number of goals against, Davey. 10 goals, Rangers 14 against. Rangers are 38 for 37 for Celtic. Mm-hmm. Uh, the defence, and, and of course it's got its problems. No sign of Julian. He's been back training. They brought That's in a strange one, Isn't Julian. I mean, I he's been out for such a lengthy period now. I mean, I, I take it he's had one or two setbacks, but Celtic need him back. You know, Celtic centre-back uh, are still not right for me. I'm not convinced about Starfield. Um, Carter Vickers, I think, will do a good job in, in this league. But they need Julian in there beside him. Kenny, what do you yeah, feel about the Celtic defence? I've looked at it and it's been a, it's been an area of concern. If I was Ange, it'd be an area of concern for me uh, all season. Yeah, you say that then, and then they've got the best defensive record mm. domestically. So it's one of them where I just think when you look at it, it's probably an area that they're going to look to bring players in. There's, there's no getting away from that. Uh, I think with, with McGregor, with Rogic, with Beaton, with Turnbull, I think there's really good players in there and they've got a good balance. Like, very similar to Rangers with playing McGregor. Uh, I mean, if it's, if it's Turnbull and Rogic, McGregor will be the kind of quieter one. Uh, and Rogic and Turnbull are, are wonderful football players. You know, really, again, different players to the Rangers ones. You don't see them make as many forward runs, but what they are is really clever football. They receive the ball really well. They keep it away from pressure. Their eyes for passes. They can get goals. You see the way Turnbull strikes the ball and some of the goals he's scored already in his Celtic career. He's a real threat. And they've got their wide their, their wide players, which again, for me, if it's Forrest, Jota and Kyogo, it's a really formidable front three, you know. So I think definitely the back line will, will be where Ange would be looking to strengthen. They enjoyed it. The last away day, Martin, obviously, up at uh, Dundee United. But it's very different, isn't it? Dingwall, or is it very different at Dingwall on a Wednesday night, Martin? No, I wouldn't say so. No, um, no every away game's tough at the moment. Um, Dundee United, I thought, certainly were absolutely outstanding. Um, there was, it, was just a, it was just a tremendous performance. We could have had a lot more. There's been an issue with that, though. We were creating enough chances. We just didn't seem to be clinical at mm-hmm. certain points in the games. And... I don't know if there's a wee dip in confidence at the point, but certainly create enough chances. It's whether you, you need to bury them and bury them quick. I'd like to see the game tonight just done and dusted in the first half, but um, 
No, they're always they're hard places to go. It's a small ground. They've not been particularly impressive this season, Ross County, but they've had a couple of decent results. Just beat Dundee. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll they'll be up for it, but it's, it's just it's, it's never an easy place to go. I just think that tonight doesn't really concern me performance wise. You can get that in the latter stages when you start kicking on, and hopefully we've got a few players in in January. My only issue for this evening is to come away with a win. In an ideal world, in any ideal world, you'd like to batter a team four or five, but as long as we come away with three points tonight, I'll be absolutely delighted. They, they, they really needed the not just the result at Tannadice, but the performance. Yeah. Because away from home, Celtic haven't been convincing. Mm. Lost at Tynecastle on day one, lost at Ibrox, lost at Livingston. Unconvincing away from home, but the Martin's right, the, the performance at Tannadice, for me, by a mile the best performance of the season. You mentioned uh, Callum McGregor, Kenny was talking about. What about your captain, Martin? What can you say that hasn't been said about his performance, his leadership, the way he's adapted to it? Nothing. I think uh, any person that uh, even has a 5% understanding of football would have run out of superlatives from McGregor. <laughs> he plays in positions he, he sometimes doesn't want. He's, he's, he's comfortable as a 6. I think he's better as an 8. He can play as a 10. He's an unbelievable at turning on the ball. I'd like to see him back in a role where Rodgers had him. The games when they played against like the Zen at the game against Bayern Munich. They, they, he, he was absolutely incredible. He was just imperious for a couple of seasons. and He was the right man, I thought, for the captaincy. Mm-hmm. And he's proved he's worth timing again. But um, sometimes I think a lot of the homegrown laddies get overlooked. I think it's easy to sort of laud plaudits on your jaws and Kyoko's of this world. And yes, they're fantastic players, but the service guys like McGregor's gave Celtic's incredible. And he's just a phenomenal player. There's been times where he's, uh, his ability or his character has been questioned because at times he might get rated by the general supporters, maybe having a 6 or a 7 out of 10 performance. That, that just is against his own standards because he's just been so impressive. But um, I, I I just rave about him all the time. I just think he's a phenomenal football player. He's a phenomenal captain as well. Uh, you can see what he, he just understands the club. He understands everything about him. I just think he's a I just think he's a phenomenal player. He's the sort of guy that you might you might not get your a goal every week and sort of get your match winning points, but he'll, he'll he'll do enough every single week to to make things happen. He's always willing to take the ball tight areas. He's always looking for it. He's just um, he's just a fantastic football player. But you need to get guys of that similar calibre if you can in and around them. There's too much disparity for me in the team. There's some players that look top class and there's some team players that are just miles off it. I'm baffled how people like Taylor and things like that get another contract. I don't know what to see with him. A left back's so badly needed. We need another striker um, and we need another left winger as well. But um, aye, all all, all in all, I think there's positive signs. I'm a big fan of Posta Coglu. I like the way he plays, but um, at times I'd like him to be a wee bit more pragmatic but in the main he plays attractive attacking football but I think sometimes he lacks a plan B in games like tonight you sometimes need that it's going against you the camp in it's tight the player low block you need to be able to break them down and my only worry for the night is do we have players that can unlock defences when you've got Roger and players like that then things can happen but you need players around him that can play off his wavelength and tonight, if you're bringing a couple of the younger boys in, can they play to that standard? Can they go and break lines? Can they get them behind? No sure. Time will tell. But my only hope for the night is a, is, is a win. And in an ideal world, we get a really good performance to match. But a win and then take it into the weekend and hopefully get the first cup under Poster Coakley. All right, Martin. Before you go, only one of us have played against Callum McGregor. Any more superlatives? Kenny Miller, what was he like to play against? <laughs> and uh, that's a good point that Martin said. Sometimes if you're homegrown, they don't get enough credit. Uh, I, I, I really like Callum McGregor. Always have. Uh, I mean, again, I, I, I think at Celtic there was a, there was a, a period uh, when Brendan Rodgers was at the club where I felt their three best players were 
three homegrown players, James Forrest, Callum McGregor and Kieran Tierney. I thought they were the three best players playing against them a number of times. I thought they were always the, the guys that you would, you could hang your hat on. Uh, if, if they were going to be sold, like Kieran Tierney was, you'd be looking at 20 million, which I don't know, is it 25 that, 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 that Kieran went for? I think if McGregor had went at the time, he might not have went for as much based on he's a little bit older. Uh, James Forrest probably again at his, his peak would have, would have been double figures as well so there was so much again for me like I said I felt there were the three players Cal McGregor is just a wonderful football player it's as simple as that and the best thing I can say is, is he does the right thing 99 times out of 100 and that's what the that's what the top players do that's a good record isn't it Davey 99 out of 100 yeah yeah, yeah. and you know as Martin said he can play he could play in any of the three midfield positions you know he could, he could sit he could play either side in a more advanced position I think he played left back, didn't he? Know, he played for, wing for, back as well. Yeah, Sometimes he's, yeah. he's, he's one of these guys. Sorry to cut in there, David, because I was working on the, one of the Europa League games, and he played. He was playing the six that night, and it was against Leipzig, I think, at home, and he was phenomenal. You know, is he going to smash it? I think Scott Brown wasn't playing that night, right. and is he going to do what Scott Brown does? It, no, but I tell you what, he was in the right place mm. at the right time every single time. He broke the game up. I think they won two one that night actually mm. against Leipzig, who are a top yeah, top course, Bundesliga yeah. team, and, and and he was outstanding. Yeah, Say again, Martin. Aye, Tierney scored. Tierney scored. Aye, good yeah, memory. Listen, what about Greg Taylor? Because we spoke about it the weekend. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was surprised to hear you. Yeah, I'm a Greg Taylor fan, Martin. And uh, you know, if that allows Juranovic to go to right back, which is the only place I think you should play Juranovic. Um, yeah, but you need to go and get. An, uh, with all due respect, you need to go and get a player I think of a calibre of Juranovic at left back. No, like Taylor for me is not the answer. He, he, he was a fairly decent player in a bog standard Kilmarnock team that played up to that railing. Like no, he was out, he was outstanding for Kilmarnock. He was no, outstanding for Kilmarnock, but but for the for the season that they had a good season under under Steve, Steve Clark, Clark yeah. he, he, he wasn't he wasn't playing in an advanced position that you do at Celtic. At Celtic, you're generally playing past that feeling. You can't beat a player. So the the difficulty being is that you because the the pitch becomes lopsided. You have got one player that can beat a player and get by. And I know it's lazy to compare him to Tierney. Tierney for Celtic was almost a generational talent, mm-hmm. but the the yeah. gulf. Well, we've never replaced Tierney. We've not even come close. Ball and goalie, you could put the three of them together. And they wouldn't, you put the three of them on the pitch at the same time and they wouldn't be tearing But I, I just think that we need to go and get someone of a degree of quality that would be that assurance and that ability going forward. If that's how he wants to play with an inverted fullback, and for me, Greg Taylor isn't the answer. They need a big window, don't they, Davey? It's, it's crucial for Celtic. And I, I agree with you on Greg Taylor. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, think, that, I think there are more pressing issues for Postacoglu than left back. I think Greg Taylor is more than, than decent. More than decent. Um, to come in there and do a job for Celtic in the, the medium to long term there, there are more pressing positions you know Martin's mentioned a striker they, 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 they need a striker I'm not convinced that Giacomacchus is, is Postacoglu signing we know he inherited a Yeti um, he, he needs a centre back as well he, he needs if you're going for if you're talking about the two most important positions for me striker and centre back Kenny I agree mm. I think it's been uh Julian again I don't know what's going on with him he's a, he's a big loss yeah, just for size as well even just for like, he's, he's, he's a, he looks like a centre back you know he's, uh, he's he's been a good a good player at Celtic since he's came to the football club but yeah but it's, uh, again I, I would I would look at the defence right over right across to us and you're not going to sign a whole new defence so if I was to prioritise it would be probably centre back striker 100% because again all these the, the, the problems in the number 9 position are well documented mm-hmm. 
So that would be their first two. I think I say I think they're quite set in the middle of the pitch. Again, they could maybe do another midfielder. But you've got James McCarthy as well. Forgot about him. Again, a Premier League footballer that's in there as, as, as a sub at the moment. So I would probably that would be that. But then I would be looking at each one of the defensive positions. I know Juranovic has done good, and and he and he might turn out to be a, a, a wonderful right back again because like, he is a right back. It's maybe unfair to judge him as a left back, but it would be. Uh, Left back might be an area I think Celtic would be looking at as well. Martin, on the day that Aguero has to retire at 33, uh, give us a name. Uh, one of your all-time favourite strikers, either a Celtic striker. It can't or... be Henrik Larsson. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> good night, Martin. No, right, that's a good point. Apart from no, no, but apart from well, who would you say? Who who, who was the best striker I've ever seen out with Larsson? Yes. Uh, for me, probably Henri. I thought he was a uh, he was absolutely sublime in his day. Thierry Henry absolutely what's a player probably, eh? I, pro- yeah. probably one of the best in the world or if not yeah. the best in the world mm-hmm. at, at a spell yep. going to ask who yours is shortly and you Davey as well and on Kieran Tierney last night a bit of controversy I see uh, Simon Jordan retweeted about it he was saying I think he was a bit of banter with Jim White he was saying oh, he, can't, he couldn't be Arsenal captain because he's Scottish it was a bit of a banter he almost apologised today Kieran Tierney is he the next captain of Arsenal what do you think Davey I, I see no reason why he wouldn't be um, you know, I, I think he embodies everything you'd want in a captain. Um, I, I don't know whether he's loud uh, on the pitch, but some captains lead just by example. And if you look at Kieran Tierney, you can see how desperately he wants to win, not just every game, but every tackle. And he's exactly what you would want. If, if I'm the Arsenal manager, uh, and you, you know, you're thinking, if I'm a Tetan, I'm thinking Tierney's going to be here for the next five, six years. You give him the captaincy right now, Kenny Miller. I hundred percent agree. Uh, I think he's potentially the best player. Never mind uh, like all every, all the things that go on to be a captain, a leader, performing, being there, like, tr- training hard, like good daily habits. The only the only negative against it is is potentially his injury record mm-hmm. because he does miss a lot of games. So again, but do you just give him it because I think it's, it would be a, a good decision to give him it? because everything he does in body again just the way he operates the way he carries and I think he is quite I think he's got more vocal when he, in, uh, with his age he's got a wee bit louder again I think the experiences and everything he's won at Celtic has is, is put him on a standing in the game to be honest with you and I think he's went down there carried on these levels and he's a he's probably one of the best left backs in the Premier League you know so he definitely could be I think it would be wiser if they gave him it that would be the only thing I'd say is, is you need somebody who again who you know you can hang your hat on every single week there and the only performance wise when he's there 100% not a problem and but there's a wee injury concern there and is that because he gives so much you know look at the penalty and the way he was there after the, the great save Martin I take it you would give it to Kieran Tierney oh I, I'm still and I'm still in a degree of mourning at the fact that <laughs> yeah. I try not to watch him in an article yeah. to tell you the truth but yeah. no he's phenomenal I, I agree I agree completely with what Kenny Miller just says I actually believe he is the best left back in the league mm-hmm. sometimes I, I, I appreciate they've got good players and I appreciate that they've got plenty of money down there but I think at times they overinflate their own players and they certainly overinflate the product within their league it's not at times as good as what they make out but um, I understand why he took the move he's developed as a player and he's, he's got moves in him I think he's far better than Arsenal I think he's their best player and I think he's the best left back in the league. Um, uh, everything is, is, is they've said that you would want in a captain. He kind of epitomises. Um, he's just a phenomenal football player, and um, yep. I hope he does well. I hope he goes on and gets another few moves because I think he could play a better level than Arsenal. Matt Martin, do you mind if I ask you what age you are? How old are you? No problem at all. Thirty-two. Right. Mm, you old enough to remember Kenny Dalglish, no? Yes. Met him a few times. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'd have done Doug Leash ahead of Terry Henry. Yeah, all time favourite. I was going to come Aye. to that after the break. Yeah, yeah, I don't think we'll argue with that. Martin, thanks for the call. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Visit their showroom in Darnley, Glasgow to test drive your new taxi. Let's go. So, Davy Province got his own junction, Proven, yep. and we've got Miller Street in the centre of Glasgow as well. Yeah, Davy, you've kept that quiet. I never really <laughs> thought that. Yeah. Were you quite honoured when they called it the Proven Junction? Yeah, well, yeah. I thought it was overdue, personally. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and Kenny, some great restaurants in Miller Street in Glasgow. You'll know it. The great, uh, yeah. A few I won't name them, but uh, yeah, nice few, a few of the Italian restaurants in there are nice. Yeah, Miller yep. Street, some fancy clothes shops as well. Good stuff. I'm going to ask you about Christmas in a second. Go Radio Football Show, Paul Cooney with Kenny Miller and Davy Proven. Are you all organised, Kenny, for Christmas? Uh, Getting there. Uh, I don't do much yet, to be honest with you. I kinda, <laughs> I'll leave that to the wife, but no, it's. Uh, I think we're, we're we're pretty much getting there. Yep, Davy. Yeah, just about. I've written the check out. Wrote the check out a couple of weeks Excellent. ago. That's yeah. that's my contribution. Great. Um, get the checkbook out. It's got to be done, hasn't it? Hard. Ten days to go till Christmas, and let's hope we can have a good Christmas. There's plenty of football, and we'll be on all the way up until Christmas Eve, and then we'll be here on Boxing Day, uh, five or six hour special, and of course, Kenny, we're going to be here Judgment Day. We're calling it that. The second, unless you've got a better title for it. It's not going to be decided on that day, or is it? There's so much football between now and then. There's four points between Rangers at the top, Celtic in second spot. And is it going to be still four points come the 2nd of January, just before the game? Uh, Barry was saying the other night he thinks it will be. David, do you think it will still... I'm, I suppose I'm asking you... I hope it's not any wider. Yeah. For the sake of the league. Um, uh, we, as I said earlier, I, I want a really tight title race. I want it to go right to the wire. That's what brings attention to our league, investment, sponsorship, um, and, and we've missed that, I think. So, you know, I hope it's really tight this season. Kenny, your boyhood heroes, you went on to play for them. You signed, what, three different times three for times, Rangers. Yeah. I mean, what a career at Rangers, but now doing the media work as well. It's terrific when it's tight like this, isn't it? The four points, rather than, you know, well, this time last year it was heading towards nine and then 12, and then Rangers went away to 25 points, which is brilliant for the Rangers fans. Yeah. But are you enjoying the way that it's uh, they're both going at each other? Uh, I think it's how it should be, you know, and yeah. it's always nice when, uh, you know, fair Davy talking about it, you've got strong hearts, you've got strong hibs, you've got strong Aberdeen, Dundee United. You know, we've got, like I said to before, we've got some big clubs with big history a lot of tradition surrounding them as well so it makes for a, a, a stronger league you know so it's good at the moment again will it remain four points I think if you look at the fixtures when you look at them on paper you would expect as each individual game on its own merit you would expect the, uh, both Rangers and Celtic to go through them again once again I think Hibs is always a tough game when you look at Celtic's fixtures uh, and Rangers are away at Aberdeen before they go to Celtic so there's there's a couple of wee kind of potential banana skins there Celtic have got away games again Ross County St Mirren and St Johnston and Rangers have got the three home games so there's, a, there's an advantage there you would expect Rangers to get past tonight and then move through Dundee and St Mirren again we note with the greatest of respects to those teams uh, not easily but you would expect them to come through these games with maximum points both in big unbeaten runs Davey yeah. and that's uh, the, the pressure's on Celtic let's be honest course. Celtic are trailing by four I don't think they can allow that gap to get any bigger and they've got their away games tricky away games so the the pressure really is on Celtic this is this is the big test for Celtic getting through these next few games if they go into the old firm game and it's still four points they, they'll fancy it big time at home and hopefully we've got a capacity crowd in for that game 
surely fingers crossed uh, for that although Kenny we've spoken about it many times it's not the same when you don't have opposition fans yeah. there uh, you know I know Rangers indicated they would do it a few years ago Celtic followed it and uh, I don't think they should have I think both clubs should be bigger than that to have what did you feel when you were playing so uh, you're playing Rangers against Celtic what do you want to I, I think it should be back to how it yeah. was and I know you've got season tickets sure. and you've got all the all the reasons behind it but when you go to Celtic Park as a Rangers player and you've got 7,000 I think it is it's in that corner it's, mm. it's, you know what it, create, it, it plays part in the game you know there's no getting away from it I said right at the start as well you want fans fans bring an energy and when you've got rival fans particularly those two clubs going at each other it, create, it, it creates this energy and this atmosphere which is for me second to none in any, any game that I've played in and, and it's the same when, you, when you're playing at Ibrox and you've got behind that goal in the broom lawn you've got the Celtic fans in there they create their atmosphere for, for that game you know so I much preferred it in that setup. and even when you've got was it 900 or so, whatever it was it was it's not the same it doesn't give the same it's better than nothing by the way mm. but far 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 preferred it when, when I was playing there and you would go to Celtic Park you had your fans there or if you're, you're playing Celtic at Ibrox and they've got their fans in, in that end it was a uh, 100% for me, That's that, that's I loved it. It brings its own pressure as well because you've got fans there demanding of you. If things are going well, it's great. Things are no, no so well. Again, it brings a, a different type of energy. It was uh, an all-play part of the theatre of the old firm. And Davey, it's one of the biggest games on Sky, bar none, isn't it? The yeah, old, I mean, the old I, firm I, game. I think, I think the figures are up there with anything that they yeah, show. I think they are Liverpool, the, 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 yep. the game in England. Um, it's up there. It's Well, it, obviously, it's... It's one of the main reasons that Sky put money into the game. It's, it's to buy the old firm games. Um, everybody wants to see them. Even down south, you go into a media centre down south before a game and the old firm game's on at lunchtime. It's the old firm game that's on in clubs you know, in England. I went to yeah. watch the game last year. I was in Sydney last year right. and there's a Rangers supporters club, Sydney Rangers supporters club that uh, I'd been in touch a few times. Uh, the guy was great actually with us. So me and Graham Dorans were, yeah. were at Western Sydney so he says look come along to the game and I think it's the game it was a 1-1 game I think it's when Alfredo scored his first old from goal uh, I think the Rangers had already won the league it finished 1-1 anyway and we went oh it's on the sports bar in Sydney down Sydney Harbour blah blah so we went along I know it. honestly it was like Socky Hall Street on a Saturday night was it? there was yeah. about 400 <laughs> Glaswegian Rangers <laughs> fans descended on this yeah. bar it was incredible you know and it's them being there again it was obviously a party atmosphere yeah. because Rangers had won the league and 55 had been achieved and it, it was I, I couldn't believe it you know I thought yeah. you might turn up and, and there might be a few Scots yeah. and Rangers, mm -hmm. Rangers fans there might be a few Australians who have followed mm -hmm. through family again have maybe moved over to Australia and think, no no Glaswegians there 400 of them strong it was, a, it was an incredible night it's about 10 o'clock at night isn't it to uh, midnight it was, it was a late like that, one yeah. uh, it was a late, I think we were there well after midnight just along from the opera house did you pop it into was, the opera house you know, yeah. I, it's, it's, it's so surreal when actually we yeah. went to Sydney you're standing between yeah. the opera house and the Sydney Harbour Bridge and you're thinking mm -hmm. it's the other and we went to actually we went to Sydney with Rangers in 2010 you know yeah. but we were there for a tournament I think Blackburn AK Athens mm -hmm. I think it might have been Sydney might have been in the tournament so we had a wee bit of time there but it's uh, yeah listen, I love my spell there it was brilliant coaching and things but yeah, amazing place, amazing city, like really, really nice, nice people. Uh, and, and football's good as well, you know. Mm. It's, obviously, it's underrated. It'll not get watched a lot, but some really good players. Well, Davy was there as well. And played. Yeah, I did, yeah, I did the other half. I did the, the Celtic, the Sydney Celtic Supporters Club. Just after we won the the Scottish Cup, um, I was out there playing the summer season for Sydney Olympic, yeah. and I was a guest of the Celtic Supporters Club. And they told me we'd won the cup on the Saturday. I was out there the following weekend. And they had been sitting, we were kicking off at three o'clock in Glasgow in the afternoon. It's midnight in Sydney. And as Kenny said, there's something like three, four hundred people 
sitting at midnight in Sydney watching the Scottish Cup final live and you forget obviously because you're so far away but mm. you know the, the pool and the, the draw of the old firm it's worldwide they're two huge huge brands Brilliant. Yeah, Phen- that is amazing. Phenomenal. Yeah. Have yeah. you watched Selling Sunset? Is that, no, what's the... There's a Sydney one, Selling one Sydney. Yet, yeah. I've said to Davey to watch it. No, mate, I say I've not watched it. Yeah. The missus has gone on and I'm sitting, I'm sitting <laughs> doing tactics on the computer, clearly. <laughs> Kenny Miller, uh, back from Sydney, Australia. He's with us here on the Go Radio Football Show tonight with the Taxi Centre, along with Davey Provind, Paul Cooney. And uh, we're going to bring you team news soon. The teams will be coming out. There's thousands of people in the cars and the bus is heading for Rangers against St. Johnson and uh, there'll be, well, there will be a couple of thousand Celtic fans up at Dingwall, tight ground, as we were mentioning earlier on. It's uh, two big games tonight. Every every game is, is big because there's £40 million at stake. And my mm. point about the fans being there, I can't believe that the clubs are not bigger than this. Early The football on display is so there's a lot of good teams you mentioned Hibs Hearts there's a lot of good football but the biggest teams Rangers and Celtic Celtic and Rangers and that is their biggest advert is the old firm game and people abroad should see both fans there definitely should be it adds to it adds to the spectacle and then they should be selling it I see Dave Cormack's uh, Deloitte his study yeah. is coming out next month he's saying they think they can put the revenue up 30% from, yeah more than in five years I haven't seen the details yet but a sure route to do it is by getting the fans in and showing it and a bit of ambition. VAR, Kenny, we speak about it. Surely they've got to get yeah. it sponsored and get it. For, we, we've got to get VAR. Are we not going... We're going to be left behind. Yeah, I think I think we get it. As long as we get it and it's used uh, yeah. properly. You know, it's not re-refereeing the game <laughs> uh, because, by the way, you still get things wrong. You know, it's still... It's still some things are really open to kind of human error and, and opinion. Uh, I mean again he's seen that was it the penalty the Wolves penalty last, last week like for me that hits Matinho on the back I don't think there's any only Matinho will know if that's hit him in the hand and they give the penalty so, so VAR still gets things wrong I think goal line technology is crucial because a goal's a goal yeah. I think when you use it properly for the offsides and things and, 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 and penalties or, or not penalties I think it's really important but uh, there, there was issues in Australia where that we were told apparently it's not going to re-referee the game and it ended up, that's the way mm. it did look. That's because everybody's looking for every single decision that you need mm. to get that right. Whereas as long as it's outlined, this is why we're using it, this is how we'll use it, and then everybody's aware of that, then I think it, it, it can definitely improve. I, I, definitely I thought it worked really well in the Euros mm. and that was a big test for it. And, and Kenny's right, I don't want to see a game being refereed from Stockley Park. No. If there is an issue, allow the referee to go over at the over at the touchline and have a look at it from two or three different angles uh, and but allow the referee to keep control of the game don't referee the game from 20 miles away that's crucial isn't it I, I, th- I think so but I'm a, a huge fan of, of, of VAR and the, the example was at the weekend where Aberdeen scored against St Johnson St Johnson end up yeah. bottom of the league because the referee doesn't have a good view mm. of uh, Teddy Jenks handball and all it would have taken was 10 second jog over at the touchline give me another look at that okay it's a handball let's let's restart again a pigeon has arrived from Dingwall it means we've got the Celtic uh, lineup, which for the match tonight is Hart and goals of course I see he was speaking about Aguero today so Hart Ralston Carter Vickers Starfelt and Scales McGregor the captain Beaton Juranovic Turnbull Montgomery and Abada on the bench Bain Taylor Rogic Shaw, Henderson, Welsh and Moffat. So quite a few changes there, David. You're just digesting them. Yeah, just, just yeah. Uh, no, I mean, yeah. the, the first yes. thing that struck me was that Juranovic are left back again, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. 
with uh, Tony Rolson, Rolson. obviously, yep. in, a, in, a, in a right back. I, I didn't, the, the, the forward names. Um, yep, Abada, uh, Turnbull. I take it Turnbull yeah, at the moment. Probably. Yeah, you'd be saying. Yeah. Um, uh, yep, and Montgomery, but he's not a forward, but. Well, it can be. He'll need, probably need to play in a little Yeah. So Hart, Ralston, Carter Vickers, Starfelt, and uh, Juranovic, Scales, McGregor, Beaton, Turnbull, Montgomery, Abada. Kenny, what do yep. you think? It looks yep. that way again. Yep. You look at the bench as well. It's a young, young bench. It's it? a really yep. young bench. I mean, great to see young, young players get an opportunity to play in the first team and, and be introduced to the pressure of what it takes to play for the old firm. And, and they'll definitely learn from that and they'll, and they'll come on leaps and bounds for it. But uh, yeah, I mean, you look at the team and you think, you are wondering what who's going to play where. Is there a potential change to the formation, which I would imagine there won't be, so it's who's going to fit in there I think Turnbull definitely probably be through the middle mm-hmm. uh, and plays that false type nine if you want to call it that, and is it going to be Montgomery and, and a bad either side of them, it looks, probably looks that's, that, that, that's the way they'll line up Rangers team will be with us shortly, it hasn't arrived just yet, so uh, those are the two big games tonight, let's hear from Ange Postacoglu but he wouldn't speak about Sunday quite rightly he wanted just to talk about Dingwall we've got a game to win tomorrow night that's my focus and, and, and you know I think from my perspective we understand the significance of the weekend game but we can't dismiss that three points tomorrow night are, are very significant for us as well and a good performance against you know a pretty tough opponent away from home so as always I'm going to put out a team that I think can win the game for us um, and then after that we'll dust ourselves down and, and sort of assess what's available for us for the weekend um, that sort of mentality has served us well so far in, in this last couple of months in terms of how we've tackled every game and we'll continue to do that and we'll bring you the Rangers team very soon for Rangers uh, on the press conference yesterday the manager was speaking about the injury to Kemar Roof. Yeah, well, Kemar has a setback again, you know, with the injury. So uh, probably, you know, we're almost, almost, you know, the end of the the games before the winter break will be for him. Hopefully will be fit before it, but, you know, it's uh, not sure yet. So we should have uh, definitely have him back after the winter break. And the latest uh, also on Ryan Jack. I was happy with him because he came back. No, he didn't play a lot. We could give him some minutes to play. Before the game against Lyon, the last training session, he he just had a moment again, really like almost uh, at the end of the session. You know, he was, uh, of course, disappointed, but, you know, he felt it wasn't as bad as he, uh, as he had before. So hopefully we get him uh, a, a quick recovery for him. You know, I'm sure that he will be with us in the next couple of weeks to train again. Such a, an important player. It was great to see him come back this season and we just hope he is back soon, Kenny. Yeah, definitely. I'm really disappointed to hear that news about Ryan. He's, uh, he's a good lad. You know, I know him well. And he's, is it the same he, injury? Is it? Well, I don't know. I think they're, they're, they're saying it might be something different. So, it might, again, for me, when you're coming back for injuries, sometimes they might be completely different, but they could be connected based on, obviously, moving a different way. Again, trying to protect something. So again, I hope it's completely isolated and it's not, like Gio said, they're maybe not as bad as what he had previously thought. Uh, so yeah, it's, it'd be good to see him. It was great to see him back involved because he was such a key player for Rangers under Steven Gerrard and the way they, they were playing, it was, I mean, pretty much it was Steve Davis, Glenn Kamara and, and Ryan Jack. Mm-hmm. That was your three and, and you could hang your hat on them the mo- most weeks. So it's been it's been disappointing to see Ryan being injured for, for such a long time. Such a terrific player for Rangers and Scotland. Oh, Scotland yeah. as well with the World Cup yep. coming up next year. Uh, Ryan he missed Jack. out in the Euros as well, which was yeah. a shame after putting a lot of effort into yeah. actually getting there. A big part of it. Yep. I think first and foremost, you hope he can, he can get back to, to playing for his club again. You know, one step at a time uh, because he, he must be worried sick 
you know, given the length of time he was out. If Giovanni said there in the, in the audio, Paul, he, he said, um, we hope we don't think it's as bad as it was the first time. I hope he's not talking about the same injury. That That's... I didn't know whether Kenny knew whether it, whether it was the same injury. Mm. If it is the same injury, um, that's bad news for the boy, and it, he must be absolutely sick. Let's hope he is back soon. Quick break, and then we'll bring you the Rangers lineup. The Go Radio Football Show with the Taxi Centre. Save on your new taxi with exclusive discounts across Skoda, Toyota, Ford, Seat, and more. Let's go. So the Rangers lineup tonight for the match with St. Johnson: McGregor, Tavernier, Goldson, Bassey, and Barisic, Kamara, Arfield, and Aribo, Hadji, Kent, and Morelos on the bench. McLaughlin. Simpson, Patterson, Lundstrom, Bakuna, Wright and Fashion, Sakala, Kenny Miller, one change from yep. the weekend. Yep, Hadji is in for Fashion, Sakala, yep, it's uh, again, I was at the game at the weekend, you're thinking, is that the strongest lineup? Again, there'd be a case for Hadji to come in, so for me at the moment, that's that's as strong as it gets for Rangers, you know, and they're, they're in some really, really good form. Fantastic. I mean, it was a really, really good game actually on mm. Sunday against Hearts. Like a really good advert for Scottish football. Two really good teams going at it. Uh, really impressed with Hearts as well. So I was. But yeah, Rangers were excellent and got the job done again. And which is a tough venue to go and get and get three points. Davy, strong Rangers lineup. Yeah, again. yeah. I mean, yeah. we've been saying that for ages. That I think the Rangers board deserve enormous credit for the way they backed Stephen Gerrard not, in building not just a team but a squad. And I know Stephen pointed the finger at them and said that to get to the next level, we we'll have to spend more, which is all very well, fine. But that is a really strong squad, you know. Not not just a not just a starting eleven. Giovanni Van Bronckhorst has come in to to work with a squad that he can rotate every week. He's got his, you know, he can replace like with like. And I, I don't I don't think looking at the Celtic bench tonight, Ange Postecoglou is in the the same position. Nowhere near it. Yeah, the Celtic lineup. If you've just joined us, Hart and goals as Ralston, Carter, Vickers, Starfelt, and Juranovic. Scales, McGregor, Beaton, Montgomery, Turnbull, and Abada on the bench. Bain, Taylor, Rogic, Shaw, Henderson, Welsh, and Moffat. Uh, that was uh, quite an appearance against Real Betis. Davy, you and Henderson came on first touch. Yeah, br- yeah. absolutely brilliant. Um, you know, and I think Celtic have to start producing their own young players again um, you know I'm from a generation where both old firm teams were all Scottish mm. and and you know it, it's almost yeah. miraculous now if a young player comes through at either club that, that, I think that's why people are so excited about um, Nathan Parson mm. um, you know doing so well for, for, for Scotland at the moment and be interesting to see where he ends up whether he's going to stay beyond this window but but we need uh, both old firm clubs we, we need them to start producing more young players Kenny, what's your view on the transfer window for Rangers? What would be, what do you think is going to happen? Um, do you think somebody might go? There might be a bid for an Aribo, a Kent, or Kamara. I, so, would, I would be really surprised if there was an interest in, in yeah. a few of the players. You know, again, you've got Parsons sitting on the bench. Yeah. You know, and I'm, I've, I've been one that has says that it's maybe not the right time based on this was under Stephen Gerrard, right enough, based on how they play and what James Tavernier brings to the team. It's a different role now for the fullback under Giovanni. So it's maybe there's maybe more of a case for it now that Tav is, and, and Borna Barisic are not getting asked to be that that outlet on the wide area. You are pushing your, your wingers wider, so it's more of a feeding in, in, in a supporting role as well as you still need to get forward as a as a fullback for Rangers and uh, and, and contribute to the the team going forward. But you've got Parson there, you know, so he's not getting a game. He will be, listen, he'll love being at Rangers, there's no mm. doubt about that, but he will be thinking, you know, 
I'm playing for my country now. You know, there's a World Cup coming up. I want to be playing regular football. He's at that age now where he'll, he'll want it. So he's one that the teams will definitely be interested in. We've already touched on the other ones, your Kents, your Aribos, I think Kamara as well. Goldson's an interesting one as well because if they want to make any money on him and if he's not going to sign his contract, this is going to be the last window they've got an opportunity to make money on him. So if someone came calling there, I think they would definitely look at it, albeit they are weak, so not weak, they are light on centre-backs at the moment with obviously Hollander being out, Catcher being out on loan and at the moment Leon Balligan being injured. So it'll be a really interesting, strengthening-wise, I think they, probably, they could maybe need another nine as well, mm. again with injury to Rufi, you don't know what's going on. Morelos will be another one who could be a bit of speculation surrounding him. There has been constant since he came to the, the football club four years ago. So, What did you I'll, make of him last weekend? Are you seeing enough improvement? I, I think he, he scored. Uh, he's He loves scoring goals, you know, and his, his goal-scoring record has, has been outstanding. He's not reached the heights of 18 months ago uh, where he was absolutely unplayable in certain games, particularly in the high-profile games in, in Europe, he was, he was phenomenal. His goal scorer, I think he's, he's almost 1-2 and two in yeah. Europe, which is an incredible uh, ratio for Rangers. And again, considering the teams that they're playing against as well. So it's been, uh, yeah, he'll be another one that could draw a bit of interest. Still wasn't back in time for the Champions League qualifiers, which was you just the Europa League. It was yeah, yeah Stephen Gerrard indulged them. Yeah. Um, you know that's twice you've got to remember he didn't come home in time for the Scottish Cup yep. time castle yep. Stephen Gerrard had to leave him out the squad for that game um, and and then arguably Rangers most important game of the season certainly financially the Champions League tie against Malmo and he, he doesn't come back in time we even had Stephen Gerrard at the time saying I don't know when he's coming back so Morelis yep. has pushed his luck I accept he's a hugely important player mm. but um yeah, you know, they're, they're, they're coming. I'd just be interested to see if Van Bronckhorst is prepared to put up with the nonsense that Steven Gerrard did. Yeah, I think it, it needs to be. You know, I, I think that the time's passed now for maximising the money on Alfredo. Like, I think yeah. I, I, I think you need to forget about now 15 to 20 million now. I, think, I don't think that's going to be. That's had you done that there, not last season, the season before, when I think he scored 30 goals and he was, I said, he was unplayable against, against European opposition and he was on absolute fire. That's when they could have maximised the money in Alfredo. And again, but there was leagues to be won. And again, last year, even if it was there was a league to win, and he's and he's a huge part of that. Uh, but it's it's maybe time for him to maybe move on. You know, he might fancy again. He's been vocal in respects that he does want to probably try something different. You know, so if that's there, maybe maybe not this transfer window, no. but maybe the summer might be the one for Alfredo. Well, he's in tonight up front uh, along with Hadji. Kent there. Here's the St. Johnson lineup: Clark, Gordon, the captain, Brown, Devine, Crawford, Rooney, McCart, Craig, Butterfield, of course, the emergency signing from Barnsley after Wotherspoon's injury, and O'Halloran and Vertonen. And for Celtic, up at Ross County, Ross County are Maynard Brewer, Vulcans, Baldwin, Harry Payton, Spittle, Callahan, Watson, Charles Cook, Clark, Tilson, and the impressive Hungbo. Right, predictions then. Kenny, first, what do you think? Ross County against Celtic. What's your? Uh, I think it'll prediction? be. A, I think it'll be a tough game for, for Celtic to be honest, but I do think they'll get there. I think I've got. I'm, I've got three one down. Three one for yeah. Celtic. Davy, what do you feel? I, I said before the Motherwell game, I thought Celtic would would nick it by a goal, and I, I see a similar situation tonight. I don't think it'll be pretty, but I think Celtic will get the job done. That would put Celtic on to 41 points. Rangers start the night on 42, as we all know. So, Davey, Rangers against St. Johnson. 
What do you think? Rangers all day long at home against the St Johnson side whose confidence must be low. Um, Rangers still enjoying the bounce they're getting from the new manager. Rangers by a couple. Kenny yep, Miller. Yep, I can't yep. see anything but a, a convincing win for Rangers. Again, for me, I'm 3-0. 3-0 for Rangers, yep. And Kenny, your top striker, who would you say? On the day that Aguero had to uh, say he's hanging up his boots at 33... Personally for you. I, for yep. me, my, my my heroes, if you want to call them that, and guys that I really admired growing up were, were Super Alley. Mm. Again, used to love watching for scoring goals for fun for Rangers. Got a Super Alley video. It was back then, no <laughs> DVD. It was video back then. And it was, uh, I, mean, I used to watch it over and over. Again, just the celebrations as well. Similar, Ian Wright was, again, characters, mm -hmm. real characters, but goal scorers and top, top, top strikers. And, and Alan Shearer was probably one of my all-time favourites. I used to love watching him. Again, I followed him rather than a, a club. Mm -hmm. And I loved Blackburn when he was there and mm -hmm. won in the league with Blackburn. And he went to Newcastle. I started kind of following them. So he was, they three guys, again, being a striker or a, a young aspiring striker, they were three guys. I love to watch and if you had to choose one of them could you choose one uh, have a think for a second yeah. Davey for you Doug Leish all day long Ken, um, Kenneth I mean, Mathis and Doug well, Leish I mean to yeah. be voted the greatest ever Liverpool player you've, you've got yeah. to be doing something right haven't you yeah. um, and to get the biggest thrill actually to, to play in the same team as him um, he's just a, an absolute god down there what was it like playing with him well absolute in awe mm. I remember being at Hamden the night Joe Jordan scored against Czechoslovakia to get us to the 74 yep. World Cup. We hadn't been there for ages. And, you know, being in awe of these players, Douglas and Jordan, and it was just such a, a kick to actually walk out the tunnel with them now and again. Kenny Douglas for you. What about you, Kenny Miller? Uh, again, it's too easy to say Super Ali, you know, right. obviously after yeah. working with him. But for me, it was Alan Shearer. You know, he's the all-time Premier League top scorer. Uh, you know, I've... I always hoped I would get the chance to play alongside him. I mean, like Davey's saying there, I hoped that maybe one time our, our pass would cross and I would maybe get a chance to play up front with him. And I never did. I played against his Newcastle team. You know, one of the one of the games I do remember is when we, I was at Wolves and we were, we were in the Championship at the time. We were playing Newcastle and I think it was the maybe in the first round of the, the FA Cup and it was a it was bulk. We were actually flying at the time. It was the year we got promoted and uh, and we won three two and it was a it was an incredible game. Shearer and Bellamy were up front for Newcastle. We were. <laughs> We were outstanding that day. We got over the line. George and Dash scored the winner. Paul Lynch scored a goal for us mm. in that game as well. We had a really, really good team. Uh, it was a brilliant day. And that, that's, I think that's maybe one of the only times I played against him. But I bumped into him at Lomond ah, Golf Club yeah, one day brilliant. and I got a photo of him. So it was, uh, yeah. still got that on my phone somewhere. Brilliant. He was brilliant. some player. I remember we had him up for uh, Sports Division to Tom Hunter's firm at the time. And... Uh, he came as the celebrity guest so they had a thousand people at the SEC and they were from all over the UK and when I introduced Alan Shearer people couldn't believe it the captain of England mm. it was the thinking that, that Tom did you know was out. the captain of England was yeah. there came out the place went crazy ok and Kenny finally your prediction to win the league I think we know what you're going to say yeah I, I, I think yep. I just look at I mean you, you've got the squads in front of us here uh, I think Rangers starting to line up stronger. I think their squad's definitely stronger. I don't think even the staunchest Celtic fans would disagree. Obviously, that's why January's so big. But I think Rangers, over the course of the season, have got a four-point lead at the moment. I just think they'll be too strong. Let's hope it goes a long, long way, Davey, that yeah. uh, we'll be here covering it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I tipped Rangers early on. I, I don't see anything at the moment to change my mind unless Celtic have an extraordinary transfer window. And even then, it's going to be hard to integrate new players in um, immediately so 
Ange Postacoglu needs this window and he needs another window this time tomorrow we'll be with uh, Craig Moore that you know whom you know well both yep. of you and uh, Marvin Bartley that's tomorrow night at five listen thanks very much Kenny for coming in I hope we Probably see you yep. again Davey as always Cheers, thank you Jokal Day is up after the news the Go Radio Football Show with the taxicentre.com your exclusive taxi trade savings are waiting on you let's go where do taxi drivers go when they need to buy a taxi? Well, the Taxi Centre have supplied cars to the trade for over 20 years, and they stock a huge range of motors from the world's leading manufacturers. Skoda, Kia, Toyota, Mercedes, Nissan, Ford, Hyundai, you name it. They've got saloons, MPVs, estates, minibuses, prestige cars, the lot, all under one roof, ready for immediate collection or free delivery anywhere on the mainland UK. With taxi trade exclusive discounts, flexible finance options and no hidden fees, they even throw in registration and 12 months road tax. So if you're a taxi driver who needs a new or used taxi, where would you go? TheTaxiCentre.com. Trade only.